Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the Mana community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. Remember when Jesus said, He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone? You remember that, right? Now let me ask you, if you were there at the time that he said that, could you have even begun to reach for the first rock? Now, if you're like me, your answer is an emphatic no. And the reason is because you and I sin, and we do so a lot. But what if I told you, you could hit the reset button on your sin, or even better, the button has already been hit for you. In this message, I'm going to walk you through how we achieve this early in the Bible and how you can achieve this today. It all begins in what you need to know about Leviticus. It's no secret that we live today in a sinful and broken world. And all around us, you and I can see the effect that sin has. You see poverty, abuse, broken families, and the like. All of this comes from the sinful nature that we inherited from the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. Once Adam and Eve sinned, death came into the world, and the perfection of Eden was broken. Perfection in relationships were shattered across the board, and we've only gone downhill since. Yes, the world is a sinful world, but it originates from sinful people first. Each of us, you and I, in a constant battle between the sin of our flesh and the holiness of the Holy Spirit which lives inside of us. As Paul points out in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 17, your Bible says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh, for the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Doesn't that feel familiar to you? It does to me. There are times that we give ourselves over to the Spirit, but unfortunately, the majority of the time is dominated by our flesh and sin. So how then can we live for God when we're constantly riddled by sin and desires that go up against the Spirit? Let's look at how we can hit that reset button on our sin according to the Bible. Mankind's relationship in the Bible can be split into two areas. First, the Old Covenant in the Old Testament. And second, you guessed it, the New Covenant in the New Testament. Let's talk about the old one first. This covenant was made between God and the people of Israel by way of Moses for the people to follow. The purpose was to make them holy or set apart from other nations as his people. Another purpose for them was to tell the people how they could atone, make up, or, you know, hit the reset button for their sins so they could live in the presence of God. So you know... The most common way was to sacrifice offerings of animals or grain to the Lord on the altar. And this would pay for their sins and would bring atonement for what they had done. Believe it or not, 
They even had an entire day dedicated to this idea of atonement. And guess what they called it? The Day of Atonement. You can read about it in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 26 through 32. It was a day of humility, rest, and reflection, allowing the people of Israel to take a day and consider the goodness of the Lord, probably something you and I should consider, right? As you may notice, this way of atonement and of following God's laws to be able to hit the reset button, if you will, for your sin is largely based on one's works. Here's what I mean by works. You had to do specific things at specific times and specific ways to gain atonement or forgiveness for your sins. If you can imagine for a moment, there had to be a lot of sacrifices being made around the clock considering how many times we sin in only a day. Yet this was what God had commanded them to do. As God watched this play out and watched how the Israelites slowly stepped away from the law and his blessings, God knew the whole time that they, as well as you and I, would never be able to uphold the law out of our own strength. Thank God for that. No, he knew that we needed something special and something supernatural to help us follow God the right way. We're getting to that new covenant now, you say. That's right. In Ezekiel 36, God takes action on this notion and reveals his plans to Ezekiel the prophet. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 25 to 28 says in your Bible, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave your forefathers, so you will be my people, and I will be your God. God not only sends help, he sends his own spirit. That's a big deal. Instead of pouring out his wrath on the people because they haven't upheld their end of the deal, he sends them his own spirit to help them walk in his ways. Of course, I'm very grateful for this because you and I enjoy the benefits of that blessing every single day today. What a gift of grace that is. So I mentioned the new covenant earlier, and this is what you've been waiting for. The new covenant is the covenant which was initiated through the blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died for us on the cross, he took it upon himself, all the wrath, all the punishment that we deserve, you and I, for our sins. And he bore that weight for us so that it was, is, and ever will be paid for. All we have to do is accept his gift, believe in what Jesus did for us, and follow him in obedience. As Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, your Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, 
paid our wages of sin on that cross. All you and I have to do, all we got to do is accept his free gift of forgiveness and respond to it accordingly. Through his blood, he offers a free reset for sin in our lives today, right now. However, does this mean that we can sin and do whatever we want to because we have forgiveness waiting for us at the cross? As Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 15, absolutely not. Paul goes on in Romans 6 to talk about the fact that we've been freed from being slaves of sin to become slaves of righteousness. We're not freed so that we can do whatever we want but so that we can follow Jesus and his ways without being in bondage to sin along the way. Praise God for Paul, right? If you are looking for a reset button for your sin, pain, trials, testing, look no further than the cross. Jesus died for you so that you might experience new life in this life and in the next one. Yet, Know that a true reset from sin comes as a result of obedience. Grace is not a fire insurance card that you put in your back pocket and just pull out on the day of judgment. No, Jesus is calling you and I to a life of obedience as a result of what he has already done for us. As Jesus himself points out in Luke chapter 14, verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Reset your sin through obedience to Christ and acceptance of the life he wants to give you. Children of God, let us pray. God, we pray that we would never take for granted the gifts of grace which you have laid out before us. We ask that you would continually call our hearts to yourself and that we would humble ourselves and carry our crosses daily to follow you as we should. Please, Lord, give us the strength to do what you have called us to do, what you have called me to do, Lord. We ask these things in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.